Hello, we're talking travel on to a new RFM. Sally Lucas with us, and we're going to talk about some backyard bliss a little later on in the program. Wonderful times you can have in your own backyard. The Orient Express is up and going on the Italian side. And we've got top tips for travel in Europe. That's where we're starting, Sally, yes? We are, absolutely, Jane. I think this is pretty relevant at the moment, seeing as we are gradually opening up and more countries are opening up to us. So this has been an article written by a hiking company who've just come back from three months in Europe, uh, obviously exploring what they need to do to plan you know, their ongoing trips within Europe. So before leaving home, they said they completed the three requirements. They were originally going to Italy and they downloaded their the vaccinations, obviously, certificate on their phone, took a PR test so they had full documentation of the result and they filled in the EU passenger locator form. So the important thing to stress is that rules in different countries are still changing and you've got to be responsible for finding out what applies in your own country and your destination country as there's just not one set of rules, Jane, which apply globally. A useful website, however, to help you with this ever-changing situation is Sherpa, mm-hmm. um, as, which will give you some good information as well. Also, before returning to Australia, they booked a private clinic where they were staying in Italy, in, in Poggibonzi, which is a lovely little town, and it cost €65 Euros and, a fi- and they fixed a time for their test, which took about 15 minutes, and the result came within 24 hours. So that was a PCR test A PCR well. test, yep. Um, so you need to allow time, obviously, to have all tests completed with your results, of course, returned before you fly on to your next destination. So what they're saying is avoid booking an onward flight too close to the end of your tour because you're going to have to allow time. This is important now. There are testing centres rather at all major airports and private tests can be carried out in labs, testing centres or even at your accommodation via private doctors, uh, such as uh, one site's called Med in action, or the other one is Medelit, M-E-D-E-L-I-T, and prices vary from 20 to 100 euros. However, of course, don't forget our own government website, which is Smart Traveller. In the UK, it's gov.uk, foreign travel uh, advice, and then you can put slash the country slash entry requirements. And in the US, of course, you've got travel.state.gov content travel. Now, in Italy, it was mandatory to wear face coverings in public places indoors and outdoors where social distancing wasn't possible. The Italian authorities specify the FFP2, which is a minimum required in many places such as museums or on public transport. What's an FFP2? It's a better uh, standard face mask than those little cheapy ones, if you like, that most people seem to be wearing. You can Google it and it'll tell you, but it gives you more protection. FFP2. P for Peter and F for Fred, F for Fred, P2. Um, Most people, they say, initially wore them anyway, and they're designed to fit closer to your face than the other disposable masks and give greater protection to the wearer. They are the European equivalent of what we call well, what they call the N95 respirator masks, which are sold in the US as well. And whilst they're widely available, they recommend you travel with a good supply of those. So just remember all of this. Like, There's a lot of things happening and changing. And you need to really get onto each country's website because it is a moving thing, isn't it, Jane, where rules are changing, goalposts are being moved, you know, so you do need to change and depending on if there's been an outbreak again either here or somewhere else, the rules could change very quickly. So just keep that in mind. But top tips, of course, uh, just to recommend is 
to be responsible for thoroughly researching regulations in your own country on your destination, carry vaccination certificates in hard copy and on your smartphone, allow time for testing and receiving results on all legs of your journeys, carry your own supply of RAT tests and masks, have a comprehensive travel insurance policy that covers COVID issues. So keep all these things in mind. And obviously, as we always say these days, use a travel agent if you can, because they'll get all the different updates and changing conditions that might apply. And the other thing with a travel agent is that if something goes wrong with your travel, yes. uh, then they can help sort it out. The old after, I think it's a fab- fabulous motto, the after Australian Federation of Travel Agents motto is without a travel agent, you're on your own. Yes. So and you that is so be. true as it happened mm. to me in Africa when I was stuck that time. You mm-hmm. know, and um, luckily, mm. Barry could get me on a flight and get yes. me home. Travel is the topic on 2NURFM. Sally Lucas and I are indulging ourselves in a little bit of some dreams, but some useful, very useful information. Sally, we're turning to our own backyard where we can find plenty of things to do. And when we say our backyard, I wasn't meaning our domestic backyard, but <laughs> our more Pacific Asia backyard, which is close to home, of course, for us. And some of them are only you know, a couple of hours away, less than what we travel within our own country. So Fiji, of course, has always been an extremely popular destination for couples, families, honeymooners, really for everybody of all ages. It's just one of those destinations. And it's such a happy happy place. You know, the Fijian people are such wonderful people, um, very welcoming. And of course, there's some idyllic, beautiful off, off islands, off the main island of Viti Levu, Vanua Levu. They're just beautiful. And if you've never been to Fiji, you know, it is open to us now. So consider it because it is a delightful place to go, to chill out, to relax. But you've also got adventure-based things there you can do as well, whether you want to go surfing off the reef or whether you want to go sailing or cruising around the islands or there's waterfalls, there's rivers, you know, there's, there's a lot to do. And of course, it's a lot of craft in those any of these island countries. It's wonderful to explore their craft and even go to a church service because it's so important to them and hear the beautiful singing of oh, the Fijian people. islands have fantastic oh. singing, the harmonies. And oh, absolutely. And I mean, even if you're not into religion or church, it's just an experience mm. that you'll really appreciate. And they are very musical, as a lot of islanders are as well. And they nearly all sing, don't they, and they have a good do. voice. Yeah. At any opportunity. No, we, yeah, no, we get left off there, or I did anyway. I got left off that, the singing bit. But anyway, um, Singapore, of course, has happened to us as well. And, I mean, Singapore used to be just considered like, oh, I'll have a two-night stopover on my way or to or from London or whatever. But really it has a lot more to offer than that with wonderful botanical gardens, wonderful zoos, all sorts of things you can do. Sentosa Island, lovely walks. You know, there's cycling you can do you know, with your e-bikes and whatever. Great food of course fantastic food in Singapore it's just really wonderful and a great variety too it is isn't it Jane it's it's fabulous and even just in your department stores you know you'll have a whole level of all your your food stalls within and you can have the cheapest of cheap nice decent you know meals and lunches with your lovely choices of different teas and tea tastings and yeah look it's it's really and they've still got some of the old I mean I know it's basically a very modern city now but you do still have that old little India and Chinatown etc so they're fascinating to to explore as well so consider that. New Zealand, well, we're all dying to get there. Maybe Jacinda will open one day soon. I mean, it was April, then it got pushed to October, now it's back to, I think, July, is it? Or Somewhere June? there. Anyway, once it does open, of course, as we all know, it's a great place for walking, for hiking, um, rafting, for 
oh, just about anything. I mean, I'll, skiing, skiing, wine and food is delightful. You know, a bit like Tassie. How I think about Tassie, you know, the wine and food. Well, New Zealand is in that same vein. They're very proud of their wine and food and fabulous scenery. Oh, well, the South Island, particularly spectacular, of course, with that mountain range and down around Queenstown, Wanaka, Milford. You know, all that area, Franz Fox, Joseph Glaciers, just delightful. So when it opens up, cross the ditch. Lovely place to go, and you'll, if you've never done it or if you haven't done it for a while, do it again because you, you've missed out. New Zealand has grown up, if you like, and have wonderful museums too, like the Te Papa at Wellington and lots of lovely things you can do in NZ. And then Japan has opened up to us as well. And, of course, a lot of Australians love skiing in Japan. It's famous for that. But not only that, I've even had friends who've never had it on their bucket list and there was a deal came up before COVID and they went to Japan and they've just come back wrapped. You know, they just loved it. You know, they loved doing, staying in, in the, the traditional accommodation, you know, going to the spas. The, the, they were welcoming, courteous. Again, the food was beautiful. The transport's fantastic. Scenery is wonderful. You've got lots of lovely islands you can explore again. So look, there's lots of places close to home. We could go on Vanuatu, Cook Islands, etc. They're all delightful places in their own right and certainly worth a visit if you haven't been or to refresh a previous visit. We're talking travel on to a new RFM. Sally Lucas, uh, top deals at the moment in the travel marketplace. So what have you got for us? There's a few that finish at the end of this month, Jane, if you wanted to travel soon, of course. Um, now, these are in our nearby region, South Pacific. Fiji, we've just been talking about. You've got a couple of uh, five-night packages there um, that end on 28 February, five nights at the Radisson Blue Resort um, for a bit over 1400 per person. The Naviti Resort, about the same. Um, also, you've got Vomo Island, which is a very upmarket resort. I think Nicole Kidman stayed there or something like that. <laughs> anyway, that's that's a lot more expensive, but it's still, I've got a sale price on it. Um, again, Lord Howe and Norfolk have got some deals. Norfolk at the Governor's Lodge and also Lord Howe Island at the Aragilla Retreat. Castaway Island in Fiji, booked by 28 February and two children up to 12 will uh, play, eat and stay free with two adults. So that's not bad, is it? Mm. Uh, two adults and two kids. And that's from two thousand, just over 2000 per person for the adults and your children are relatively free. Um, there are other Fiji packages at lots of resorts over there as well. So plenty of availability in Fiji at the moment. Change of scenery and perspective, hey? How about a seven-night ultimate red centre hiking holiday? Wow. So from the Kings Canyon to the stunning McDonnell Ranges, get out there and hike somewhere different. Um, so this is four nights at the Aurora Alice Springs. You've got tours included, Earth Sanctuary, Astro Tour, Emu, Palm Valley Experience, one night Kings Canyon, uh, two nights at Uluru at the Desert Gardens, Field of Light Star Pass, eight days of unlimited car hire to get you around all these places and just really soak it up and enjoy and get out there, put your walking boots on and have some lovely, lovely trips through that beautiful part of our country. I just love it. No um, humidity either. No. God, hasn't that been horrible? There has been. Oh, horrible. Anyway. It's also this time of year when Northern Territory does have what they call their summer sale because a lot of people don't think to go up there in the, the warmer months, but often that's when you get some of the best deals. So there are other deals going to Darwin and Uluru, just, you know, stay put packages if you want them. For every, you get $200 off for every thousand spent. 
and that goes up until the 15th of March if you book and travel up to the end of March and there's some available into Alice Springs as well. So just keep that in mind. And just going back to Europe for a moment, we were talking Europe as well. River cruising, there's a lot more river cruises are being put on this year because, again, smaller amount of passengers, they're a very popular style of cruising where you're limited with how many people there are and there's a lot of new river combination offers on available that APT have put together and they've got an extensive Russian, a new Russian adventure by rail and river, though at the moment I suppose we're going to wait and see what Mr Putin does before we head into (laughs) Russia but this is for 2023 by the way, I'm not talking this year so I'm talking ahead. Um, There's another one combining Morocco with a cruise on the Douro River in Portugal, so some really interesting river combinations Trips are coming up for next year, and again, they've got some early bird discounts available. So, yeah, there's a lot still coming in, Jane, slowly, slowly, and um, there should be some interesting trips ahead for us to look forward to in, over the next, say, 12 months to two years. And it does look as though it's becoming a lot more possible at yes. the moment. <laughs> yes, it does. I think it's slowly, slowly. We, we do have to try and get back, I think, to as normal a life as possible. We can't live under these controlled conditions forever. I mean, it's affecting everybody in all sorts of ways. So I think it's wonderful that we are gradually opening back up to a feel or a resemblance of old. The light at the end of the tunnel. Well, exactly. Thank, thank you, Sally Lucas. And uh, we'll talk travel again next Friday after the one o'clock news on 2NURFM. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.